The Sexy Librarian presents the Kiss Me Quicks Erotica Podcast. You are entitled to your sexual self. We encourage lurid listeners to be playful, enjoy yourselves, your partners, and your sexuality. This show is for adults only. Hey, hey, lurid listeners, welcome back to the Kiss Me Quicks Erotica Podcast. This is your favorite sexy librarian, Rose Carraway. Joining me again is Big Daddy Dave Carraway. Say hey, Big Daddy. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. We've got another episode for you. It's been a minute. We've been on it's, vacation. It's summer. And the warmth calls to me. Been keeping busy. Got the garden going. Got the hive going. Just That's checked right. it this morning. I yeah, just had actually, some of your honey you t- this morning. <laughs> Literally tasted my honey. Oh, I love your um, honey pot. Yeah, we, well, that's something different. <laughs> we we actually harvested our first um, our first round of honey, and it went spectacularly. We're not selling any yet, though. I have had some people ask, "Where can I buy it?" I'm not doing that yet. It's the first year, so I'm still learning, and so we just gave a bunch away to family and friends. So, but you know, in the future, I will. Um, what have we got today? We've got another episode uh, that we are taking from the Sexy Librarian's Dirty 30 Volume 2, our newest and greatest audiobook that has just released. Um, still hitting that bestseller chart in Audible. Chicken we are very butt. proud of that. And what we're also doing is we're kind we're we're still collecting the lurid listener emails and voicemails, but we're holding off on reading those during the episodes because for this um, promotional campaign for the Dirty 30 audiobook, we are reading excerpts from the praise of erotica that lured listeners just like you guys have sent in to us and that we published in the book. The reason why we wanted to read these um, little praise excerpts is because we just want you lured listeners to just get more comfortable with erotica um, and let you know that you aren't alone, that there are other people out there who are feeling exactly the same way you are. Some of them are quite intimate and open, and we always appreciate that. I mean, you and I, we just celebrated our 19th anniversary, right. and we're still digging the erotica, so it still brings something to the table after all these years. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, erotica's spectacular. It's pretty great. <laughs> <laughs> and why not read some yeah, praise? It definitely brings a little spice into your life. Yeah. Okay, so today's uh, praise for erotica is from lurid listener Christine in Canada. Erotica allowed me to understand that I'm not the only person who likes kinky sex, and that I don't have to feel ashamed about it. I've been able to have some of the most open, sexual discussions with my partners now because of erotica. Lurid listener Christine, single lady in Canada. (laughs) All the single ladies, no. (laughs) Thank you, Christine in Canada. I've actually met Christine and and brunched or no we dinnered together mm-hmm. um, I met her over there on the east coast she came down from Canada yeah. and met me in uh, Virginia it was really awesome <laughs> um, thank you Christine yes I think that erotica does expose shall I say um, readers and listeners to all kinds of kinky stuff so many fun things that you never knew you could do. It's like Chuck E. Cheese's for adults in a way, like mental Chuck E. Cheese's. You get to find, you get 
there's so many games and so many things to play with. And, and you know, it's, it's great. I think we just found a new restaurant. Oh. Kinky cheese. Kinky cheeses. <laughs> That's hilarious. I love it. Welcome to Kinky Cheeses. <laughs> That's not. I don't know about that. Uh, I definitely have a kink for pepperoni. <laughs> <laughs> There's all kinds. I mean, kink really does uh, express itself greatly and grandly within um, erotica. So, hey, if you want to get into kinks, there's all kinds of books and audiobooks you can find uh, relative to that. So if you would like to send in some KMQ email or a voicemail, you can do so. You can email us at thekissmequicks at gmail.com or give us a call, 202-810-KISS. And remember to give us permission to play your voicemail on the air. Um, and we will be getting back to those emails and voicemails once we are through with this Dirty 30 Volume 2 promotional series. Before our story begins... Check out our latest audiobook. The Sexy Librarian returns with another Library of Erotica just for you. Enjoy 30 adventurous, sizzling, fantasy filled tales that span the Sexy Library, from fairy tales to torrid literature bi-curious rendezvous to sex cult acolytes, clandestine military adventures to public punishment, and so much more. This is your very own Sexy Library. The Sexy Librarians, Dirty 30, Volume 2. Peruse the card catalog and see which sexy story piques your libido first. exciting part. You know what? I've actually been looking forward to this. So one of my favorite parts about doing the Dirty 30 series is that we are including in both, well, all three, the print, the ebook, and the audiobook, we're including the card catalog. And this particular card for the story that we're releasing to you guys today is exceptional. <laughs> I, I want you to pay close attention to the subjects. Um, so without further ado, I'm just going to dive right into this this card for today's story. The Honeymoon. Author, Emmanuel de Maupassant. Narrated by Donna Stone. Category, Torrid Literature. Subjects. One, Torment and Joy. Two, Velvet-Stroked Girth. Three, Unhurried Cunt fucking. The Honeymoon by Emmanuel de Maupassant. They'd taken the train from Lucerne to Bern. Cruising across the lake, she'd insisted they sit on the top deck of the boat. The gentle, fun wind blowing down from the mountains, whisked away all the thoughts they didn't need. Here was water and sky, soft trees along the shoreline, and towering granite above. She'd made the journey so many times before, having holidayed with her aunt and uncle every summer. It was Aurelie who'd suggested their honeymoon at the lodge, nestled between chestnut trees, 
its pretty terrace looking out over the grandeur of the Swiss Alps. She'd come first with her parents, then as a teenager, trusted to make the journey alone, it had become her place of escape, where no one argued. There would be a slice of strudel waiting for her in the kitchen, sweet pastry flaking, apple and cinnamon warm in her mouth. The summer season was ending, mild afternoons turning to cool evenings. It was quieter than she remembered, the steamer barely a third full. Only four other couples disembarked at their platform near Stanstad. A car was waiting for them. Look at you, ma petite, all grown up and so beautiful. The driver kissed her upon her forehead. A dark beauty like your mother and my Helene, of course. Uncle Henry, this is Antoine Marc. Like you, he's always ready with compliments, laughed Aurelie. Only when they're deserved, I'm sure. And like me, when it pleases him to give them, replied her uncle. The sun was setting over Mount Pilatus as they drove, a light mist forming over the lake. Lights were coming on inside the chalets dotting the shoreline, each a point of warmth looking across the water, up at the wild crags beyond. It had been too long since Aurelie had visited. She hadn't returned to see her aunt and uncle since graduating from the university in Zurich over two years ago. Life had become so hectic, she'd moved in with Antoine Marc, begun working for the Berner Zeitung, a prestigious newspaper. Then there were all the wedding arrangements. So much, all within 18 months. Antoine Marc made easy conversation with Henri along the road to the lodge. As they approached, she smiled to see that the geraniums were blooming still in the window boxes beneath the chalet's carved wooden shutters, vibrant in crimson. Aurelie was a married woman now, and she'd chosen well. Antoine Marc was older than her, financially secure, charming, and a good lover. So handsome, Aunt Elaine declared, and such radiance on the face of my little Aurelie. You're making her happy, evidently. That evening, the four of them ate rare steak, served with Rusty, and Aurelie's favorite dessert, a rich Bundnernusstorte with cream, made by Elaine, filled with caramelized nuts. Serge Rolle Ruinette, a mean de Vetros Grand Cru, vintage 1990. The year I met my beautiful wife, declared Henri, opening another bottle. Full bodied, honey sweet and silky smooth, like my Helene. He lifted her hand to his lips. I raise my glass and a toast, continued Henri. Antoine Marc, I congratulate you. The women in this family are beyond compare. Aurelai, her mother, and her mother's sister, my Helene. None are so beautiful, so generous in their love, so thoughtful of others. What it is to be adored by such a wife. Antoine Marc smiled his assent. I endeavor to be worthy of that love, he replied, kissing first Aurelai, then Helene, upon the cheek. Henri and Helene were so obviously in love, even after all these years. Unlike Aurelie's parents, who'd divorced just before she left for Zurich. At her wedding, they'd refused to acknowledge one another. Aurelie was determined that her own marriage would not falter, would not descend into bickering or boredom. 
a waiter approached to clear their plates. Orelai, you remember Raphael? He's been working with us over the high season. He's just graduated from L'Ecole Cantonale du Valais. Henri smiled up at the young man. It's Australia you're heading, is it, Raphael? You fly next week for your travels? Clotilde, our chef, will miss you. Henri gave a wink. Yes, sir. Raphael was taller than Oral, I remembered. Stubble-chinned. He'd grown up. It was ridiculous to blush, but she couldn't help herself. Years ago, during her first summer vacation from Zurich, they'd both taken holiday jobs at the hotel, alongside Raphael's older brother, Marcus. They'd flirted while cleaning plates and peeling vegetables. In the pantry, she'd allowed him to do things she'd never done before or since, even with Antoine Marc. Raphael had been rough sometimes, biting her, leaving marks. He was voracious, devouring her, possessing her. He was never hers, rather she was his. He'd made her beg, made her articulate every filthy thought in her head. As she'd soaked dishes standing at the sink, he'd whispered obscenities. Furtively, he'd slipped his hand beneath her skirt, pulling aside her underwear, reaching inside her. No matter that there were others in the kitchen with them, he defied her to request that he stop. She never did. She let him do whatever he liked. Almost. She remembered Raphael saying, When the kitchen closes, I'll fuck you, Orelai. Fuck you while Marcus watches. He won't do anything else. Just watch. Unless you want him to. She'd thought about it. It was one of the last conversations they'd had. She wondered if he'd remembered. Of course he remembered. That night, as she opened herself to her husband... She thought of Raphael, imagining him beside the bed, watching her spread her legs, cunt tender wet, swollen, fur glistening. Her hands on Antoine Marc's buttocks, urging on his vigor, sinew and muscle, an engine of hard meat fucking, driving into her. Raphael watching her grinding, determined, intent on the inevitable and the necessary exposed in her hunger for torment and joy. Raphael watching her hands squeeze the base of Antoine Marc's cock, rigid with need, and his tightly drawn testicles contracting in hot, spurting pleasure. Raphael's hand upon his own length, working back and forth, readying himself for her, knowing that he'd be next between her legs. Wetness at the tip, wet for her his eyes seeing more than the smooth skin of her outer self, seeing what lay beneath. How she loved the sweating rhythm of the night voyage towards her own diamond point of release. Swimming inside herself, through the blood beat of her pulse, the thrusting of flesh, exterior into interior, outside and inside blending in common pursuit. 
relentlessly moving toward the shattering of darkness and the taste of metal in her mouth until she lay light-headed, melting into delirious fatigue, confined within aching flesh, yet carried beyond. The curl of his softening penis retracting, Antoine Marc rolled off. And in her mind's eye, Raphael knelt between her legs. Following the scent of her, pressing his face to her slick slit. A second fucking from the length of his tongue, licking out the essence of all the pleasure. Raphael greedy to consume Orelai and Antony Mark both, their juices between his teeth. Raphael, carnivorous, eating her body and soul. She sat up, took her night robe, and fastened it over her nakedness. She should have been chilled, but something feverish possessed her. Where was he? Sleeping in the staff rooms beyond the kitchen. It was easy to find her way. White light led her downstairs into the dining room. Floor to ceiling, the expanse of sky and water filled the wall. Shivering shards of flinted moonbeams against all that lay dark below. Not her home, nor her bed. It wasn't newly married Orelai who made her steady approach, thighs damp with her husband's semen. She was not a wife, only a woman, breasts sore with longing, cunt throbbing for all that was forbidden. In the night, in the dark, such thoughts are not real, so we tell ourselves. From the other side of the kitchen door, Orelai heard voices, though not in conversation. She was not the only one awake. She peeped through the little glass panel in the kitchen door. Spine curved buttocks tight, clenching, assaulting with steady force, hands either side of womanly hips. A voice, high-pitched with want, urging him on. A woman bent over the stainless steel counter, spreading her legs, raising herself to take him deeper. Unhurried cunt-fucking. The man's eyes cast downwards, watching the measure of his own girth and length, entering, velvet-stroked, releasing, slick and sticky. His rod hard, veined, emerging upright from a thick bush of dark pubes. A slight turning of his head showed the angle of his jaw. It was Raphael, as she'd known. She recalled the breadth of his cock, its head fat, pushing insistent against her own slippery slit stretching her as it entered, the brushing of his pubic hair against the soft underside of her cheeks. Orelai covered her mouth, shut her eyes. But she could hear them, just as she had once heard and then seen her own parents in the marital bed years ago. She did not wish to look, and yet she did, the slow fuck slap repeating until the groans of raw desire intensified, his and hers. No wonder her uncle had joked that Clotilde would be sorry to see Raphael leave. 
Leisurely screwing her had become turbulent. The woman lifted bodily with each slam of his cock, he drawing her back forcefully onto his groin, one hand reaching round, buried in her bush. A final cry of animal satisfaction denoted his denouement. Buried deep, the woman uttering her own keening wail. Orelai crushed her hand between her legs, against the tender throb of her shame and desire. The woman turned to receive a kiss, and Orelai saw a face familiar to her. Her own mother, hair tumbling down her back, breasts heavy in Raphael's hands, the nipples dark and large. Raphael pinching them, lifting them to his eager mouth. Her mother arching back upon the counter, opening her legs again, pushing her lover's head fiercely into the thick bush of her impatient cunt. It was not her mother. It was Helene. Orelai climbed the stairs, her legs weak with longing, with shock. Cold now, she lifted the cover, slid between the sheets, pressed herself into Antoine Marc's back, seeking his warmth. The bed smelt of salted sweet sweat of sex. Her husband, hers. Honeymoon, featured in The Sexy Librarian's Dirty 30, Volume 2, written by Emmanuelle de Maupassant. You guys can follow her on Twitter at Emmanuelle de M. Visit her website, EmmanuelleDeMaupassant.com. You guys can always get in touch with us on Twitter at the KMQ for amazing free giveaways. We give away print books, ebooks, and audiobooks. You can follow me at Rose Caraway and Big Daddy at Big Daddy Dave. Maybe you're a writer looking to get your short story published. Head over to stupidfishproductions.com and subscribe to get our latest news, calls for submissions, interviews, sexy snippets, writerly wisdoms, and so much more. Subscribe to the Kiss Me Quicks newsletter and get the KMQ episodes delivered right to your inbox. If you want to support the show and get more sexy stories, go to Amazon, iTunes, or Audible and search Rose Caraway. Don't forget to leave us a sexy review. Audio production by Big Daddy Dave Caraway. The KMQ would like to thank the following musical artists. Creo, Kai Engel, and the KMQ credit music by Vivich. The Kiss Me Quicks Erotica Podcast is a Stupid Fish production and is brought to you by The Sexy Librarian's Dirty 30, Volume 2.
stupid fish. Unhurried cunt fucking. I think that one's my favorite. You totally did that with a smile. (laughs) I love that one. I'm going to read it again. Number one. (laughs) Unhurried cunt fucking. (laughs) 